Welcome to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we inspire collaborative thinking, improved outcomes, and business success with today's most successful and inspiring healthcare leaders and influencers. And now your host, Saul Marquez. Outcomes Rocket listeners, welcome back once again to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we chat with today's most successful and inspiring healthcare leaders. Hey, I want to invite you to visit outcomesrocket.com slash reviews. Let us know what you thought about today's episode, and we're truly thankful for you listening and even more thankful for your feedback. It's what allows us to be better and get you what you need to improve outcomes and reduce inefficiencies. Without further ado, I want to introduce to you our outstanding guest. His name is Todd Johnson. He's the Chief Executive Officer at Health Loop Incorporated. They are an exciting newcomer to the patient engagement space. Led by physicians, Health Loop has created a powerful platform which enables a meaningful partnership between physicians and their patients to ensure optimal outcomes and minimal health costs. Health Loop promotes to be an impactful vendor in the risk-bearing health entities, including health plans, ACOs, and IPAs. He has done some pretty amazing things. He's put together an outstanding group of people over at Health Loop. But besides that, he's had quite a bit of experience as a leader across several other businesses. But what I want to do is open up the microphone to Todd to fill in any other gaps in the intro. Todd, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Saul. Yeah, let me just briefly introduce Health Loop and, and our journey here, and we can get into it. You know, I've been in the healthcare space now for 20 years and uh, had seen firsthand the development of sort of technology into the healthcare delivery system. And so much of that technology is either focused on new interventions, if you think about MRIs and machinery, but also the electronic medical record, which I think solely is sort of here to help provider organizations become a little bit more efficient, right, organize their data and operate in a a more sophisticated way. And, you know, our belief here at Health Loop is if you really, really want to drive meaningful outcomes, you don't treat the patient as a product. And most people think about their health care, it's incredibly transactional. It's often difficult to get in to see your doctor or if you have to get into a hospital, there's a lot of logistics there. And I think healthcare providers can do a wonderful job when you're sitting with them in the room about diagnosing you or understanding what the right treatment options are and and sending you on your way. But once you leave the four walls of the clinic, providers sort of generally rely on hope as the strategy to get good outcomes. They hope you know what to do. They hope you know how to do it. They hope that you do it well. And they hope that if things aren't going well, that the patient kind of reaches back out, right, to get the systems they need. And the truth is, in a value-based world, hope is not a strategy for success. And clearly, all of us as individuals have seen the profound impact in technology in our daily lives. We're all addicted to our smartphones. We're online all the time. And, you know, the primary modes that we're using those technologies are for communicating. If you look at the top apps on your phone, it's, it's a phone, it's an SMS, it's an email, it's ways to communicate between us as individuals. And as patients, we get very limited communication. We have a very, there's sort of a brick wall between us and our, and our doctors. And so Health Loop as a company really um, drives to eliminate those barriers and engage patients throughout an episode of care. And the basic sort of fundamental building blocks of Health Loop is that if you're going through an acute episode of care, so if you've been newly diagnosed with a, with a difficult disease or if you require surgery, 
that the health loop patient gets these proactive automated push notifications from their doctor before coming in and after discharge from the hospital to deliver to patients the right information at the right time. Here's exactly what you need to know today. And how are you doing today? And then we'll carefully assess using complete autonomy, right? How are you doing today? And if Health Loop detects that, let's say you were discharged from the hospital five days ago after an exacerbation of heart failure, and today you're starting to show some signs of weight gain or new shortness of breath, those are those early signs of treatment failure. And rather than hope that the patient does something, what Health Loop does is we notify the clinical team, here's a patient that needs your help now. And the punchline here is we've gotten the company to a fairly significant scale and are seeing real outcomes and excited to share some of the recent news here as we, uh, as we further discuss. So any questions, Saul? Is that a good place to start from? That, that is a wonderful place to start, Todd. And uh, what a beautiful way of laying out the context of, of what you and your company are, are doing to improve healthcare. Really appreciate that. Thank you. Todd, it's really interesting. It's a two-way communication, not just one way that Health Loop is doing. And uh, I want to dig a little deeper, but on the personal side, what got you into medicine to begin with? So my entry to medicine was somewhat accidental. The year was 1999. I was a computer science sort of geek graduate. It was a time in history where I think all the computer science engineers were scrambling through the first wave of dot-com to figure out how they could build a company. And the truth is, I sat around with a few buddies, and we couldn't come up with any great internet ideas. We started reaching out to the people we knew. And we just so happened to meet a few physicians at Johns Hopkins Medicine in Baltimore who um, wanted to solve some real problems. And that set us off. It, It turns out, in medicine, there's no shortage of problems to solve. And technology (laughs) can offer a wonderful efficiency gain. And so I spent the first 12 years of my career really focusing on using technology to address both local issues in healthcare delivery systems here in the United States. And then we did some public health work in Sub-Saharan Africa, but all centered around delivering higher quality, more efficient patient care. Love it. A great story. And it's cool that you could look back to those days and and you've stayed the course, Todd. So it's definitely something that is striking you in a way that you feel it's purposeful. And uh, now you're here with Health Loop, which is pretty exciting. What do you think every leader in healthcare today should have at the top of their mind? Well, I think the longer you spend in healthcare, the greater risk you are of thinking about things in terms of quality measures and numerators and denominators and RVUs. And we've sort of sanitized the business of medicine from the real work on the ground. And I think all of us need to spend some time back in the clinic or back in the hospital sort of getting that firsthand appreciation that patients aren't just revenue sources, right, or cost centers if you're a health plan. They're going through scary moments in their lives. And I think all of us that have been in healthcare often get these unique moments to reflect on the system. And it's when we're sick or a family member is sick. And it sort of re-anchors us back to why we're doing what we're doing. And I think all of us need to be frequently reminded of the human impact of our work. And then I think I'm a bit of a cynic when it comes to the healthcare delivery system. You know, when you look at the exorbitant amount of money that we spend in the United States on healthcare every year, 
you know, I think that there's good actors and there's bad actors, and those exist in every vertical segment of the industry. And having a vigilant focus, I think, on how can we truly improve outcomes and drive down costs. Every cost reduction is somebody's revenue, and so there's there's interest That's right. in play. And I think that um, the hard questions are for those the business leaders of the the big corporations that are consuming a big chunk of that healthcare spend. You know, at the end of the day, it's not an, an easy decision to think about how can you actually reduce costs that are cannibalistic to your revenue. So difficult decisions for leaders to face. Yeah, that's for sure. The patient element, listeners, don't forget, this is why we're in healthcare. And the challenges that, that you mentioned, Todd, is just, you know, yeah, if you're looking to take costs out of the system, you're looking to take the profits or the revenue of the system of key players. So as you think of that, what are you doing to strike a balance? And so you mentioned, Todd, that there was maybe a little bit of news. I'm kind of intrigued. So maybe you want to share it. Yeah. So on the surface, I think this notion that if you can provide continuous guidance to patients throughout a scary episode in their lives and carefully monitor them, you ought to get better outcomes. And as a business, we have a strong commitment to research. And we've done a number of studies over the years that have proven things like, well, surprise, if you're continuously delivering the right information at the right time, patients have a better comprehension of what they need to do. They do it better. It turns out that if you're continuously connected to your patients and make it really, really easy for them to reach out to you when they have questions or concerns, that they have a much greater level of satisfaction with their service. However, just uh, two weeks ago at a Hip and Knee Society conference in Dallas, two fairly groundbreaking studies were presented, both regarding Health Loop. Um, The first study was with Dr. Stefano Bini from uh, University of California, San Francisco. He's an orthopedic surgeon, and they've been using Health Loop on their patients for quite some time now, so they've got a significant amount of data. In looking at their data, what they have discovered is that they're seeing a significant reduction in complications. So if a patient is discharged from their hospital after surgery, they're seeing fewer surgical site infections, fewer uh, blood clots, fewer adverse events, right? Because patients are better informed, they're doing what they need to do, And they're seeing as a result of that a very significant reduction in hospital readmissions. So the patients that are discharged much less frequently end up back in the hospital within 30 days. The second study, which is equally as interesting, is with one of the nation's largest health plans, so an insurance company, Anthem Blue Cross. And they looked at across as a multi-facility, multi-provider, four-year clinical study, probably the largest in the patient engagement space, certainly the, the most credible And it comes to the similar conclusions as Dr. Beanie's study that patients have better outcomes. They get fewer hospitalizations, fewer ER visits, fewer complications. But what's interesting about the health insurance company is they know the cost of everything. And so they're really looking at, you know, does enrolling patients on health loop reduce the total cost of care? And what they found for these surgical episodes was about a $660 per case cost reduction when patients are enrolled. Nice. So the fact that we can use digital technology to not only improve quality, improve the patient experience, but ultimately squeeze out costs in the healthcare delivery system, we think is relatively profound. And 
then I think to me, I live very much in this space. These solutions are both obvious and inevitable, and we're sort of impatient. I believe every patient in the country deserves a health loop. I think if my family members and loved ones have to go through a complex medical episode, I want them on health loop. I want them to get the best care they can. Well, congratulations, Todd, to you and your team for these studies and and the results, right? You know, the studies are one thing. The results are what matters. And uh, from a provider perspective, as well as from a payer perspective, sounds like the ROI is there. Now, what about on the privacy part? You know, I know sometimes, oftentimes the HIPAA issues arise with technology and, you know, patient data. How do you guys deal with that? How do you keep it protected? Yeah, I think that Protecting health information is an important and necessary bar for every company in this space. And honoring, preserving the privacy of our patients is something that you just have to do, period. I often think about, I had a cardiac condition and had surgery earlier in my life. And uh, I was at the dentist's office and you know how you have to fill out the past medical history form. So here I put on the dentist's office that I had this heart surgery and this heart condition and the receptionist who was a really lovely lady. And I was a 28-year-old healthy male. She's like, oh my goodness, Todd, you had a heart surgery? And of course, there's a dozen other people in the waiting room oh, and the dentist comes over and slaps her on the hands because that's a breach of PHI, yep. right? And of course, I didn't care, right? You know, it didn't matter to me. I, you know, I think the risks with companies like Health Loop and other large IT companies is that you get so much data consolidated that, you know, one breach can expose more than that one person in the waiting room to a dozen right. friends or others in the waiting room, maybe not friends, but that you could have millions and millions of records leached out. So I think having the appropriate protection around those is essential. And I think we've seen some unfortunate events over the last year. And Anthem, and, you know, I think lost 85 million um, patient records. And, and you're seeing these things happen. And my guess is there's an economy based on stealing health information. So companies need to be really vigilant. I think the flip side to that, though, is that patients in general really, really want the best outcome every time. And they are willing to make their information available to others if they think it's going to help. And we're seeing sort of a trend of patients increasingly donating their data to science or participating in online forums that help them get greater information um, so that they can get the best outcome possible. Yeah, it's it's interesting. You bring up some good points there, Todd. You know, if you're a company, much like a digital company like CareLoop, you got to make sure your information's secure, but don't hold yourself back. There's so many solutions that can be provided. Patients are now more than ever willing to provide their information to improve their care. They've had it. And so it's time to really look beyond that limitation and just dare to create solutions for them. Todd, what would you say one of your biggest challenges or setbacks that you've had, and what did you learn from it? Yeah, so I think that distributing healthcare innovations throughout the healthcare system is hard. You've got big corporations, and particularly on the provider side, when their product is high-quality outcomes, and you're talking about patient safety really needs to be paramount on their agendas, is you've got a relatively risk-averse customer base, and so innovating is hard. I think on top of that, there's actually a great article this morning in the New York Times about just the level of uncertainty in how our healthcare economics are playing out. In a very broad sense, if you look back to the last 80 years, 
we've built a healthcare delivery system that's designed on selling transactions, right? The doctor's office wants to see as many patients a day as possible. The hospital wants to fill as many beds and as many operating rooms as possible. And so it's a very transactional throughput oriented system. And that is bankrupting the country. We know this. There have been efforts over the last six or seven years to really focus on what is called value-based healthcare, which is instead of paying for every individual transaction, I want to pay for an outcome. And I want the healthcare providers to do what is right, to do that at a reasonable cost. And that trajectory has, while still continuously marching forward, with the change up in Washington, D.C., there's just uncertainty around how quickly the healthcare economics will change, how swiftly and severely they will be implemented. The Obama administration was marching very quickly to transforming the payment system, and things have sort of stalled out. And so I think with that, how do you navigate the uncertainty? And it's not an easy thing to do. And so, you know, I think the lessons learned are actually quite simple is, at least for our business, always focus on higher quality, lower cost care, we believe is always the right answer. It's the right answer that should be rewarded. It's the one that will be rewarded. And we focus on working with the providers that are ready to do that today. And if, you know, if a hospital, for instance, doesn't want to reduce their readmission rates, because that means reducing revenue of patients coming back, that's not the right partner for us today. That's a hard thing to do sometimes. Yeah, for sure. It's a good message, Todd. And listeners, take that into consideration. Policies are always changing. But the tried and true is that if you provide quality at low cost, it's always going to be the right answer. So thanks, Todd, for for that reminder. I think for your listeners, one of the challenging things is it's hard to understand who's providing healthcare at higher quality, lower cost. There's no place to go, right? We typically learn about our doctors from our friends and family, right? Or from our primary care physician. There's no easy place to go see who's the best doctor. And so increasingly, we're seeing new tools come on the market that can help patients do that. Yeah. And uh, for the listeners, you've probably already uh, listened to my interview with Shaquille. Shaquille has put together a um, sort of like a credit report for health providers, grading them on outcomes. So go back to that episode with Shaquille. If you go to outcomesrocket.com slash Shaquille, you'll be able to find that. And like Todd said, more and more people are developing these resources. It's only going to get better as time moves on. Todd, take us into one of your most exciting projects today. Oh, let's see. I know you guys have a lot of them, so. (laughs) Yeah, I think that we've done a lot of work sort of with individual medical groups and provider organizations. And just, let's see, last week we launched with a partner called NaviHealth that is basically partnering with hospitals around the country saying that we as an organization can help you manage acute discharges. So these are things like patients that had a heart attack or heart failure and ended up in the hospital. Manage those at scale. And so just last week, we launched programs across 25 hospitals with them to focus really on the sickest patients. And HealthLoop is able to reach out and, you know, do literally, you know, thousands of patient assessments every day, which previously they had nurses on telephones trying to hunt down patients. And so really seeing some of these solutions come to scale it's really exciting. It's fun. That's a really cool application. And do you do chronic conditions only or do you lump in also uh, like traumas that, that come into the door? Yeah, our belief is that healthcare providers are going to need to manage all patients. 
right, with this level of intimate support and service. And I think the state of the industry today is hospitals will focus their energy where it costs them the most, which means they're going to focus on these really, really high cost patients, which leaves 80 or 90 percent of their patients without this additional support. That's right. And so we've we've made investments to have these digital care pathways across most of acute care medicine, which is 50% surgery, so trauma, orthopedics, cardiovascular surgery, ear, nose, and throat, OB-GYN programs, as well as the high-cost chronic patients. I think our DNA has been more from the surgical episodes of care is actually where we got started. Things like orthopedics and cardiac surgery, sort of moving up the ladder towards some of the more complex polychronic patients. I love it. And you know, the cool thing, Todd, that you guys are up to is, is just that you're, you've targeted these to begin with. It sounds like you've, you've gone broader now, but these areas of care that include the bundle payments or, or where you get readmission uh, penalties, you're targeting those where the financial incentives are. And if you're a company trying to build a solution, you got to be thoughtful about your approach like Todd and his team have. I mean, you're not going to get the needle to move if you don't follow the financial trail. I mean, that's sad, but true, right? Absolutely. And the truth is, there's a lot of money that we can wring out of the healthcare delivery system. In some cases, it's actually not as hard as you think it is, but being really targeted, focusing on the patients where you can move the needle. And actually, again, our belief is that all patients deserve health loop. And so we've been really thoughtful about exposing capabilities where you might have more sort of advanced communication capabilities for the patients that are likely to have adverse events, but you can still have a meaningful experience for other patients where their risk of additional costs is extremely low. Yeah. Wow. Some really good insights, Todd. This is awesome. Let's pretend you and I are building a medical leadership course on what it takes to be successful in medicine today. It's the 101 or the ABCs of Todd Johnson. We're going to build a syllabus here and it's a lightning round style, four questions followed by a book that you recommend to the listeners. You ready? Yep. Awesome. What is the best way to improve healthcare outcomes? So I think it's focusing in the United States on the 330 million people that have the most to gain, right? Every patient wants better outcomes at lower cost. And if we can bring them into the fold and get them to be active participants in their healthcare, it's a tremendous resource that is free. And they want that and they want to help. So engaging patients, I think, is the number one best way. Love it. What is the biggest mistake or pitfall to avoid? I think it's focusing on areas where the industry doesn't yet want to change or isn't ready to change. So truly understanding where is their economic alignment with the goals of better outcomes and starting there. How do you stay relevant as an organization despite constant change? Yeah. So I think, A, you need to track the change and be on top of it. But B, I think just coming back to um, higher quality, Lower cost care is always the right answer. And if you just continue to focus on delivering exceptional quality and at a sort of an economic advantage, you will stay relevant and you will win. And finally, Todd, what is one area of focus that should drive everything else in your organization? Yeah, I think it's about helping healthcare providers implement the necessary change to be successful. The industry needs to be taught how to move, how to move quickly, how to implement the change that's necessary to get the outcomes that they need. Well said. And what book would you recommend to the listeners? Yeah, so if you want a great education on 
sort of the dysfunction of healthcare economics and the, the creation of what we call not an ecosystem, but a free ecosystem in healthcare. There's a great book by uh, Dan Monroe called Casino Healthcare. Oh. And it sort of paints the story of how we got here and some of the tragic mistakes in designing our healthcare economics that have led to, to where we are today. A phenomenal recommendation, Todd. And I literally just finished reading it. It was awesome. <laughs> Listeners, take this one down, write it. Part of the syllabus, you're going to get so much value out of this book, I promise you. And it is definitely a great way to really dive deeper into this. Don't worry about writing it down. Just go to outcomesrocket.com slash Todd J. That's T-O-D-D-J. And you're going to be able to find all of the show notes as well as links to Health Loop and this amazing book that Todd just recommended you. Todd, before we conclude, I would just love to ask you to share one closing thought to the listeners and then the best place where they could get a hold of you. Yeah. So I think for your listeners, like if you have the unfortunate life event that requires you to, to reach out to the healthcare delivery system or have a family member that does, challenge them. The doctors, the hospitals that you visit, there are innovations out there. They should be pushing the needle and ask them, you know, what they're doing to improve quality. And don't be shy when engaging with your healthcare providers. You owe it to yourself. Great advice, Todd. And what is the best place that the listeners could follow or get a hold of you? Yep. You can find us on Twitter and you can find all of our details at healthloop.com. So find us there. And if anybody has any particularly interesting anecdotes that they'd love to share with me, always looking to hear patient stories, they can email me directly, Todd at healthloop.com. Love it. So there you have it, listeners. Todd shared his email as well as ways to contact. Todd, really appreciate the time you spent with us today. And I'm so excited to keep up with the amazing things that you guys are up to. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Outcomes Rocket podcast. Be sure to visit us on the web at www.outcomesrocket.com for the show notes, resources, inspiration, and so much more.